Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. So we're still talking about, somebody say a sound from heaven. Now, I'm going to need you to help me preach today because we got a smaller group, but I tell you what, if you get excited, I'll get excited, and in turn, I'll excite you again. Amen? But you got to get excited about this word because God is about to do something. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be sustaining. It's going to be upon your life, and it's not going to wane. I think sometimes we come across leaky Christians. We, get, we come to church, and we're, whoa, that was a good move of God. And then by Wednesday, you, 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 somehow you leaked. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Somehow, somehow that, 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 that it's, it's, it's like you got a slow fizzle or something, and, and you was excited. You, was, oh, you had it on Monday, and you went to work. It's like, whoa, boy, we had a good time at church, and, and man, that was powerful. By Tuesday, you said, whoa, you had a good time at church, and it was by, by Wednesday, you said, whoa. <laughs> well, what is going on? Well, church is not here to keep you fueled up. Church is here to get you started. It's up to you to stay fueled up. Stay fired up. Because when you get up on Monday, you should have got up praising God. You should have got up praying to God. You should have had a devotional or something. And even if everything, all hell broke loose, you should have still been praising God. See, what, you, what tone comes out of your mouth will determine how your day is going to end up. Let me tell you something. When I get to work, people say, John, how was your weekend? Man, my weekend was fantastic. It was awesome. Man, you had a good time. I sure did. I had a wonderful time. Man, I love life. Right? Why? Because the words that come out of my mouth, they are spirit and they are life. So when people come around me, you can't be all, all disgusted and mad and broke up around me. Something in you is going to change. Why? Because I'm not disgusted and broke up. I had a great weekend. What did you do? I hung out with my family. Oh. Well, that's awesome for me. Because I love hanging out with my family. I love spending time with my wife. I love spending time with my daughter. That's what I like doing. Hello, somebody. And we have a wonderful time. Listen, listen. When you get to work, your outlook is going to be determined by you. Listen, you know things are going to happen. You know people are crazy. Come on. You can't even sit down at your desk good. I get to work. I can't even get on my computer good. They come and John, did you hear about the man? Look, look, I just got here. I don't work on the weekends. I didn't get no email on Saturday. I don't open my computer on Saturday. And why are you working on Saturday? Don't expect that from me. No, when I get to it, I'll respond. Hello? No, you don't rule my day. I do. I, people come, I just people just ruin my day. Why are you giving them that much power? Take the power back. You give people too much power when you say, oh, they just ruined my day. I just can't. Every time they come, well, tell them to leave. <laughs> Drop the mic, walk off. I mean, come on. Saints, why are you giving up so much control? And then you blame them. People will only do what you allow them to do. The moment you step back and say, oh, no, this, this is going to end right here. First of all, you're not going to disrespect me like that. Come on now. You know how your kids can come up and talk. And, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I don't know where you think you've been, but you don't come up in this house talking like this. Who you been talking to? 
Well, whoever you've been talking to, they're going to have to sew your lips back on because by the time I get through with you. Listen, isn't that the same thing that God said? God said, who you been talking to? Because apparently you're talking to somebody other than me talking about you. I never told you you were naked. So you're using words I never gave you. So when you go into prayer, what do you go to prayer with? Do you go to prayer complaining and bickering? Oh, God and God is saying, who have you been talking to? Because when you come to me, you give me adulation. I owe you nothing. You owe me everything. See, because you come to church, you think God owes you something. No, boo-boo. It is the reason we come to church, because we owe God everything. But sometimes people can come to church like, oh, I'm doing God a favor. You're not. Newsflash. You're not doing God a favor. You're doing yourself a favor, right? Why? Because when you're in here, it's up to you to get your anointing. It's up to you to get your blessing. It's up to you to get your healing. It ain't up to me. I'm getting mine. If I had my way, but we won't do nothing but worship. There won't be no preaching. We just worship. I would like that, man. How about that, Pastor? Don't have to study anymore? Who? I can sleep on Saturdays? <laughs> that would be good, won't it? Hey, hey baby, because she's cold. Praise the Lord. All right, let's get into some words. Y'all ready? In 2 Kings, there is a passage of Scripture about four leprous men who were trying to decide if they were going to continue or to settle in their condition or if they were going to go into the camp where they would for sure face opposition. So let me just give you this slide here uh, over there in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3, because I want to I bless you with something here. It says, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why sit we here and die? That is a good question, right, saints of God? Why would you sit somewhere and die? I shared something uh, on Facebook uh, that uh, hopefully it motivated some people. This is what I shared. I said, if you want to be significant, start by doing what's necessary. Because, see, listen, if you're not doing what's necessary, the next part is not yours. You got to start doing what's necessary first, then do what's possible, and suddenly you will find yourself doing the improbable. But the improbable is not going to come until you start doing what's necessary. So in other words, some people get so caught up on wanting to do great things where they never, they never start good things. Amen. They're waiting for something great to do when God is saying, I got something good for you to do right now. So in other words, you want the great blessing, but God says, can't you be faithful in this? Hello, somebody. You, you, you want the promotion, but God says, can you be consistent? Yeah, you, I want God to use me, but God says, can you be timely? Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That, that, was, that, was that I stepped on something right there? Oh, glory, 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 glory. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. The improbable is not coming because you won't do what's necessary. I knew it was going to get quiet, but I'm going to keep preaching. Can I keep preaching? All right. Now, 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 listen. I can't just sit here and wait for somebody else to do something. Let me just say that again. I can't just sit here 
and wait for somebody else to do something. It's easy to be an armchair quarterback and you point at everything that somebody should be doing, but you won't get up and do it. Somebody ought to do something. Somebody ought to go down there and say something. Well, why can't that somebody be you? It's easy to sit back and point fingers at what somebody else should be doing. But you know when you point fingers at somebody, do you realize those other four fingers are pointing at you? So they ought to know they is you. So my question is, why sit you here and die? Why sit here and not worship God? Why sit here and not pray? Why sit here and not praise God? Why sit here and be depressed? Why sit here and complain about the church and complain about everything? Complain about your marriage. Complain about your job. Complain about your children. Why sit here and die? When God is giving you the Holy Ghost to go out and do exploits in his name. And we sit back and wait for God to do something. And God said, I already did it. I'm waiting on you to do something. Come on, somebody. They knew about the land filled with milk and honey. God didn't give it to them. They had to go possess it. Some of you are sitting back waiting for God to put something in your hands when God says, no, go get it. What are you waiting on? I'm waiting on God to do something. When God wanted to move, he moved through people. When he wanted to deliver his people, he moved through Moses. He used a man to bring deliverance to the people. When he wanted to deliver the world, he sent a man. Come on. He sent a man named Jesus Christ so that he can do something through a man. And in that one man, God showed all men what we can do when we're fully committed to God. Because the example we have, what does God look like? Well, he looks like Jesus Christ because he is God in the flesh. If you want to know how God talks, or if you want to know how God looks, you want to know how God acts, then you got to look at Jesus Christ because Jesus didn't do anything outside of the Father. Come on, somebody. He didn't do anything outside of what he saw because when he got baptized, the Bible said the heavens opened. And God spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The dove ascended on his shoulder and the son was there. That's the manifestation of the Trinity. God spoke from heaven. The dove ascended on his shoulder and Jesus Christ was standing right there. And ever since then, Jesus walked under an open heaven. That's why he said, when I see what the father's doing, that's what I do. He walked under an open heaven, and that's what we got to walk under. That, that's why we got to set our minds on things above and not on the earth. What's above? Heaven. And we got to think like heaven so that we can move things here on this earth. Amen? Amen. Come on, somebody. Why sit you here and die? What are you waiting on? Well, I'm just waiting on all the right circumstances. They ain't going to ever happen. Why sit you here and die? I'm just waiting on the pastor to start a new program. I ain't doing it. Why sit you here and die? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And if there's a new program you think we should start, then you should be the one starting it. 
Hello, somebody. See, this, this is the church to make you grow up. Because, see, you're not supposed to sit in church and die. If, let, let, me, let me see. Can I clean something up? If you sit in church and die, whose fault is it? Not mine. It ain't mine. Why y'all blaming me? Y'all saying me. You ain't saying yours. Why y'all blaming me? It ain't my fault. I'm just playing. I know. I know. <laughs> see, I just got offended. I'm leaving this church. So, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> preach no more. Y'all point fingers at me. Right? But listen, whose fault is that? Now listen, even if the pastor is not preaching truth and you sit there, whose fault is it? Thank you. I'm glad y'all got there. Right? It, it's my fault if I have my family in a church that's not teaching truth. So I can't blame the pastor. That's my fault. I can easily say, Pastor, I'm not getting what I need. I got to bounce. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to go. Right? Listen, that, that's what we do. If, 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 and listen, I don't blame the church, and I don't blame the pastor. We just might be on a different level right now or a different season right now. But, 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 ask yourself, what did you do for that church? <laughs> and, and, right? Right? Listen, listen, that's, that's a fact, right? Because, because if you sit back and complain, when you leave, they're not going to miss you anyway. See, let me tell you something. Let me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on something right there, right there, right there. I'm going to stay right there. See, see, one of the things about people who have left this church, most people don't even know they left. Because they ain't do nothing in the first place. See, but if you've been serving, you've been busy, and you've been doing things, you're trying to help the pastor get to the next level. You're interceding for him and his wife. You love his children. You're in the church. You're serving people in the church. You're calling people in the church. You're doing everything that needs to take place so that the church can get to the next level. Out of that, if your seasons change, your seasons change. But until you start that and serving on that kind of level, they're not going to miss you no way. Oh, you are just a name on the roll. You're not even a partner. So, so let me take this time then, right now, and say, if you ain't serving somewhere in this church, that ain't my fault. That's your fault. If you don't connect with people in this church, that is not my fault. I, I refuse to take responsibility for that. You can connect with any. The, the people in this church are so loving. You can connect with anybody in this church. And if you don't, that, that, don't blame me and my wife. We're not here to help you connect. You do that. You pick, you know, you know how easy it is? Pick up the telephone. Hey, how you doing? Can we go to lunch sometime? Can we go out together? Can our families get together? Amen. That's all you got to do. We'll meet with you if you got the time. We don't, we don't mind. Most of you in here know we'll meet with you. But you know our schedule is so crazy. It's not that we don't want to. But I would hope that you're also meeting with other people in the church and building those peripheral relationships before we get to two to three hundred people. Because once we get to two to three hundred people, you ain't going to be able to do all that. Amen. Right. I'm trying to prepare you for 2017. Because if we got to go to multiple services, what service are you going to come to? Yeah, praise team got to be here. I'm sorry. Y'all got to be here. I'm, 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 I, just, I, just need, I need music. I ain't lying. I, I don't care. If I got to preach three sermons, I don't care. Listen, I, what I'm trying to do is to prepare your heart for what's coming. Right? If, if, if the Lord tarries and doesn't give us another building, then we got to do what we need to do in this building. And guess what? If that's three services, then it's three services. Hello, somebody. 
and when the Lord is ready for us to move, he'll move us. I'm already praying. I'm already looking for property. But listen, we, we got to step up our game. We got to be prepared for what God is about to do. Can somebody say amen? amen? So why sit you here? It's like you're on a job. You can't stand that job. You sitting there like, well, change something. Get a different skill. Begin to look at different groups. Do something. Don't sit there and die. Now, God is going to show you things through that experience like he always does. But listen, if you just sit back and sit in the seat of the scornful, you'll never get promoted. If you just get cynical and nasty and mean, then you're not promotable. So, so can I help you out? Let me just give you, I wasn't even wanting to bring a practical message today, but since it's, uh, I'm moving, so let me give you a pragmatic part here. If you're not already operating in the promotion you want, why should you deserve it? Hello, somebody. Yeah, I got three claps. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's all right. That's all right. I'm going to keep preaching it anyway because it's a fact. You, you, you want a promotion. You want a promotion and money on this level, but you operate three levels down. Well, that doesn't happen in natural. Why should it happen spiritually? Pastor, things ain't moving for me. Maybe you're not ready to be moved. Maybe there's some more things you need to learn. Oh, y'all won't talk to me today. All right, okay. Why sit ye here and die? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't just sit here and die. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to wake up up in here, amen. See, 2017, things are going to move pretty rapidly. It's going to move rapidly. Blessings are going to happen rapidly. Um, can, I, can I give you, since it's a small group, I'm going to give you something. You ready? I've been praying about our, our vision for 2017, and I believe the Lord has given me uh, what's going to happen in 2017. So I'm going to give you this little snippet here. Um, the Lord shared with me, and this is what I'm going to share with our board of directors in our board meeting tomorrow, and um, then I'll share with you. We have a State of the Union uh, business meeting with the church every first part of the year to give you the State of the Union, um, and then I'll lay out the vision for the church. But the Lord said that 2017 17 is going to be a season of separation and outpouring. That's what he said. It's going to be a season that he's going to start separating the false church from the genuine church. And there's going to be an outpouring on the genuine church in miracles, signs, wonders, healings, deliverances, salvations. I'm telling you. I, I am not, if, if, you, if you know me, if you get close to me, you'll know. I, and listen, and I'm not, I'm, listen and I'm not trying to bring my personal convictions on anyone else. But if you get close to me, you know I don't listen to any, any preachers. And, and, and again, this is personal. I don't have anything against other preachers at all. And I just, I just refuse to listen because I have to get what God has for covenant. But I just happen to be reading something by uh, Rick Joyner um, from Morningstar. And he just happened, it was a statement he made 
And all I needed to do was just hear this statement. That's all. I wasn't hearing him preach or anything. It was just a statement. And in that statement, it confirmed what the Lord had been giving me for us for 2017. So it's not a covenant thing. It's a body thing. But he said the same, pretty much the same words God gave me, that 2017 is going to be a year of separation. And it's going to be a year of the, listen to the words, of the prophetic release and apostolic fulfillment. And you're going to see that more because God is going to reestablish the office of the apostle and the prophets, the true apostles. Now, I am not an apostle like Paul and all of those guys, but I do have the office of an apostle, and it's critical that you understand that, and I'm going to give you some teachings on that the first part of the year so you'll know what the office of the apostle is all about so that you would be educated because God said, I will give you pastors after my own heart that will feed you knowledge and understanding. So you're going to really truly understand the apostolic and what it truly means. And when I lay it out, you're going to be like, well, that's what we've been doing. Yeah, I know it, because we have an apostolic call in our church. And it may be something different than what you think. Right? Amen? Amen. So, I, so don't, shh, don't tell nobody. Just hold, that, just hold that to yourself now. Y'all are special, so I went ahead and told you. This is, what, this is where we're going. So that means, that means this. That separation means us. Last word about this. God said, I'm not going to separate it from you. That's your doing. So, so, so is this making sense at all, saints of God? I, I kind of diverted there, but I, I felt like you needed to hear that. Write it down. Get it in your spirit because that's what we're going to be talking about in 2017. Because as I said before, you're going to start seeing ministries and ministers exposed. That's when we really, really begin to pray. Not to talk, not to rant on Facebook. I told you he probably, no, no, no. no. If I see any of that, I'm going to rebuke you. That is time for us to intercede because you already knew it was going to happen. So when it happens, you should not look at it and go, man, I can't believe that happened. Why can't you believe it? I already told you. Hello. All right. Four supernatural signs affected four areas of natural senses. When we talked about in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, they heard the mighty wind. They saw the cloven tongues of fire. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all spoke a language not of their own. So we still, we, I just can't get away from the sound part. They heard something, the sound part. So I got to give you a natural example of a spiritual reality. In the natural, when you go to a chiropractor, and he discovers that your back is out of alignment. When he puts your back back into an alignment, there is a sound that comes with the adjustment. <laughs> that sound is called cavitation. And what that sound comes from is when that adjustment is being made, Gases are released, and the popping is not the bone. The popping is that gas being released because there is a sound that comes when he makes an adjustment. And when he makes the adjustment, what he does, he makes room for more flexibility. 
See, that was in the natural. So when God is ready to make an adjustment, come on, come on. Every adjustment that God makes, there's a sound that comes with it. See, when we yield to God and we worship him, we worship him because we give him a sound because God is adjusting something inside of our spirits. Glory to God. And so when we sit here and we yield, the more we yield, the more of a sound we give up to God because God is adjusting some things in my lifestyle. He's making me forgive people. He's making me get compassionate with people. He's making me love people. Why? There's a sound that I'm giving him because I love him. And therefore, he changes everything inside of me. Somebody say a sound from heaven. <laughs> and see, see, when God is making those adjustments, every adjustment comes with a sound. Who is he adjusted in here this morning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an adjustment that he's, good, he's doing in the body of Christ. Remember I told you without the sifting, there would be no shifting? You know what he's doing? He's making some adjustments. And see, here, here's, here's the thing about your back. When God, well, I'm sorry, when the chiropractor makes the adjustment, relief comes. See, when God makes the adjustment the relief comes through the sound because he can make an adjustment but if you don't give the proper sound there's no come on somebody See, 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 he can be, he can make the adjustment and you go, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe I, I, I go to church. I give my time money. I can't believe this is happening to me. God, you told me to go to church. You told me to give that money. You told me God to love people. You told me to forgive people. And all this is happening to me. That ain't the right sound. And see, and that's why you'll never get relief because you don't give the right sound. You talked about that wrong response, didn't you? Uh-huh. I told you I've been stepping on you today. The right sound. Wrong response, right? You, you give the right response, you get the right relief. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It might hit you when you leave. This is one of those delayed gratifications that you're going to get right here, right? It's a delayed message. You're going to get it when you leave. How are you going to respond when God brings the adjustment? Let, let me just be crystal clear. Let me just tell you. Let me prophesy to you. An adjustment is coming. An adjustment is coming. God is not trying to hurt you. He's trying to bring some relief. An adjustment is coming. An adjustment is coming. I said adjustments are coming. An adjustment is coming. An adjustment is coming. And what God is looking for, he's looking for people to give him the proper sound. Don't just sit here and die. When the adjustment comes, you say, God, I thank you. God, I love you. God, whatever you need to do to separate me from myself. God, I'm willing to to sacrifice everything because I give my body as a living sacrifice unto you, God. 
Fillet me if you have to, God. Just get people out of my life that you have to, people that I don't need to be around, God. Just separate me from myself if you have to do that, Father. But I got to give a proper sound because I need a relief, God, in my life. I need a blessing on my life. I want to pursue my destiny, God. I know that you have a purpose for me, and I know that the proper sound that I give to you, that you'll open up the way for me. Can somebody give him some glory in here right now? Somebody says sound from heaven. This is why the Bible said, oh, bless the Lord with me and magnify his name. See, the psalmist knew how to give a sound. Clap your hands, O ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. There's a sound. Somebody said there's a sound. See, when, when things come and they will, what kind of sound are you going to give? When the, when the adjustment comes, because listen, if you don't get the adjustment, you won't have the flexibility. Come on, come on, come on, somebody. See, you're going to be limited on what you can do if you don't have the adjustment. See, see you, you, you will always be where you are. You will never be able to capitalize on what does God want to do, because every time God gets ready to make the adjustment, you get afraid that it's going to hurt. Even if you go to a chiropractor and he makes the adjustment, he don't tell you when he's getting ready to do it. You sit there, all of a sudden, crack. Right? Why? Because if he tells you, you tense up. God calls the chiropractor. God is not going to tell you. He's just going to send it. And when God sends it, do you think somehow that catches God, God off guard that he sent something to you? He knew the crack was coming. Come on, somebody. You know why the crack has to come? Because he's trying to get you to be more flexible. He, he's, okay, can, can I help you? He's, he's trying to get you to forgive that person you don't like. He's trying to get you to be more flexible. He's trying to keep you from being bitter and blaming everybody for your dysfunction. He's trying to get you to have more mobility. He's trying to create room. Because when a chiropractor makes the adjustment, it creates more room for more flexibility. So God, the Bible says, a man's gift will make space for him and take him before great men. So God is trying to make these adjustments so that he can make more room so he can take you to be with more people. With the sound also comes separation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. He created everything perfect. And then the Bible said, and the earth became void and formless, and darkness filled the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. There was a sound. And after God said, let there be light, he said, and I divided the light from the darkness and it was separated and I divided the firmament that was above the water from the firmament that was beneath the water because when the sound comes, separation comes. God is 
trying to separate us from some people, from some things. Some of you have been suffering from emotional instabilities. And you hold on to it like it's a friend. And as a matter of fact, somebody in here, you keep making excuses for it. And God has been trying to tear you away from it. But it's, like, it's been a friend. It's like, you know, depression can be a friend. It can be a friend. And God has been trying to tear you away from depression, but, but you don't realize you like being depressed. Because if you're not depressed, that means then you got to have a good outlook. Depression can become a friend. That's why it's hard for people to break away. They don't even realize that's, that's why it's hard. They like being depressed. You, come on, it's just, it's just a natural thing. Because you, you attract what you like. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Yeah, come on now. That, even in the natural, come on. And the, don't you know the enemy knows your bait? Can I help you out for a little bit? The Bible says that every man and woman, I should have cleared that up. <laughs> they're, they're tempted, not by the devil and drawn away, but God by their own lust and drawn away and enticed. If you're not hungry, you're not eating. So there's a level that we get on emotionally that we get, we become friends with instability. And here, here's the deal. If somebody try to point it out, you defend it. And God is trying to separate you from things. Now listen, here, here's the deal. There are gonna be some, some Christians that come to you and say, you know, you need to deal with that. God is trying to make an adjustment. But this is what we do. They say it, and you go, what do you mean? I don't have to, what you, what you talking about? That was not the right sound. Therefore, God can't make the adjustment, and you lose your flexibility and your room. Okay, let me go. Oh, Lord, I don't even know if I want to go this step. Lord, help me. Hamburger, somebody pray for me. <laughs> Something could come from your spouse. Correction could come from your spouse. And God is ready to make that adjustment, and then you get mad because of who said it. And you don't give the right response, and you don't have the flexibility because you got mad instead of giving the right response. And said, thank you, baby, for giving me that. I needed to hear that. That was the right sound. Oh, boy, I'm preaching better than y'all letting on right now. I bet you that. I bet you that right there. I bet you that. Uh-huh. Because this message is going to come up again. See, it wasn't meant to be all exciting. It was meant for you to think about the sound when it happens. What sound are you giving? When the enemy thought he had you, what sound did you give? You praise God. Hello, somebody. When the enemy thought he had you, who is your husband? And James, a few years ago, when we first met you guys, 
all hell was breaking loose in your life. No, every time you turned around, it was something, it was something, it was something, it was something. And I remember when we met with you guys, it was just like the life was out of both of you. But what the enemy meant for evil. Now listen, both of them are in church together, serving God. But let me tell you the blessing. That's their sons right there. Three boys who could be out on the streets right now on drugs and crack cocaine are in church, serving God and playing. I think that deserves some kind of praise. You see that right there? That's a sound! Clap your hands, oh ye people! Shout unto God with a voice of triumph! That's a sound! What kind of sound are you resonating from you as a Christian? Give him a sound, saints of God. I didn't nearly get to what I wanted to get to today. Because y'all kept asking me questions. You just got to come Wednesday and finish. You miss Wednesday? Oh, is that what it was? Amen. So listen, listen, listen. Now this message, it's not just for you, it's for me. Because I know God is separating me from some things. You know what? Let me, can, can I just be honest with you? There are even some preachers I can't be around now. Because I don't want to deal with a backwards mindset. See, I was trying to figure out when I first moved to Charlotte why I couldn't connect with preachers. That's because God didn't want me to. I mean, I tried. I mean, I tried to connect with that one, that one, this one, this one. I called. Can we get for something would always happen? And God was separating me. Didn't want me to get caught up in that religious spirit. There's a religious spirit in this area. It is so strong. I'm telling you right now, but God is getting ready to deal with that religious spirit. And he wanted to separate me as a pastor so he can keep the church separated. Now, now, some of you, some of you have been praying. Y'all sensing the same thing? Who's sensing that right there? Uh, can you confirm what I'm saying right here? So th this, this, is, this is from God. This is not John Lofton. Th this is from God. God is doing something in this church. I can't quite explain it all. It's not for me to. I, I, all I'm doing is giving him a sound. You know what I'm telling God? Thank you. Because you could have used somebody else to do it, but God, I thank you that you're using me to do it. I praise you for God, whatever I got to go through. If I got to go through cancer, then so be it. I, I said, God, whatever I got to do. Come on. Some of y'all sitting up in here, you said, God, whatever happens to me, I'll love you. Then something happened. You go, oh, God. Wait, I thought you said whatever. His love is unconditional. He loves us unconditionally, saints. He doesn't love you any less because your body got attacked, Gwen. He doesn't love us any less. He can't love us anymore. How much more can he love somebody than to give his son? Scarcely would a righteous man die for you. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. 
Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.